Good morning and happy new year. The first reading is from uh, to the letter of the Ephesians, chapter 1, verses 3 through 14. Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ, in, in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us and the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ, to be put into effect when the times reached their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. In him we were also chosen, having been, having been predestined, according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. And as you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of the salvation, when you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Amen. The second reading is from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Now there was a man sent from heaven whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world. And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet, to those who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or of a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. 
John testified concerning him, he cried out saying, this is the one I spoke about when I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Out of his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given, for the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, who is himself God and is in the closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. Thanks be to God. Is it there? Okay. Sorry about that. Cough while the mic's on, talk while it's off. That's how it works. So we're going to look at the Gospel of John together today in our reading and on the back of your bulletin. As usual, it's blank, and I'm going to give you some things to write down. There's a pen in front of you. Um, but we are in a new year, and I believe that the Lord's already uh, speaking loud and clear uh, to us uh, this morning already. And uh, I just want to give you our theme as we begin 2020, and that's this, pursue his presence. Pursue his presence. We want to pursue the one that pursued us. And uh, this year, we want to make God the center of our life. Not just first place, although it's good to be in the house of God on the first Sunday of a new year. And so we give him first place, but we also need to place him at the center of our life. The Bible talks about the heart, and when the Bible talks about the heart, it's talking about the center of our being. And we want our hearts to be in tune with his heart. And his heart is always at a state of constant peace, so we want our hearts in tune with his heart this year. And we want our um, cry to be that of, of Paul's, and I, I think of Paul. Um, just all the courage that he had, seeing the gospel spread throughout the world, a, a person that, that was taken up into the, the third heaven, a, a person who knew Jesus really, really well, but his cry at the end of his life in prison is, is this, in uh, Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, I want to know Christ. All that Paul had known, he still wanted to know Jesus more. We want to seek God in everything. It says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, and without faith it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. He rewards those who seek him. Our faith pleases God, and then when we seek him, we're rewarded, and so that's what we want to do this year. We want to pursue his presence. Today takes us to John chapter 1, and he's going to tell us that Jesus is the Word. And our words matter. Our words impact everything in our life. Your words will impact your relationships. What you say will impact your business. The words that you use when talking to yourself, they matter as well. Even though they may not be verbalized, they're thoughts. 
Our words really do matter. It's what we say. It's how we say it. Do we bless with our words or do we curse with our words? Do we build up with our words or do we tear down with our words? Do we bring clarity with our words or do we bring confusion with our words? Our words really do matter. If you and I were to talk for a a long conversation or if I was able to follow you throughout the day and hear your words as you would speak, I would hear your heart. I would hear what you love and what you hate, what you crave and what you despise. It'll, it'll come out as you talk because Jesus said this, what you say flows from what's in your heart. So our words really do matter. Now John says that the word of God has come, but he's not talking about a part of speech, he's talking about Jesus. He's talking about a person, and John is the last one to write. Matthew, Mark, and Luke have already written. They've told the story of Jesus to the whole world. Now John writes, and he is writing to those of us who believe. He writes much later, and he writes to strengthen and deepen our faith. And so not only did he do that back then, he does it today. And so what is John teaching us? And these are really important things to get on the first day of a brand new year. He's telling us that the word was God. Jesus is the Word, and and so Jesus is God. The Word is God. Jesus didn't just show up on Christmas as a little baby. He didn't have his start then. No, the story is much bigger. In fact, it begins with these words in John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. He existed in the beginning. He's not a creature. He's the creator. He is the one that has always been. He is eternal. He is God. He is the second person of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. He has all power, all authority, all glory. And so if Jesus is God, we need to sit up and pay attention. We need to worship. We need to believe. We need to understand who he really is is. He wasn't just a good guy doing good things. He was God Almighty himself showing up on earth, and now he's showing up in our lives with power. If you have Jesus in your life, you don't say, I can't do that. That'll never work. No, it's Jesus. He is God himself. He, he can do all things, and that's why I can say I can do all things. Through my God who never fails. For my God, there's nothing impossible. So John wants us to know right from the beginning that he is God. And the same Jesus lives in you. The second thing John tells us is that the word came in flesh. In verse 14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth. I want to tell you that Jesus came. He was fully God, but he was fully man. He was made flesh. He experienced everything you and I experienced. He did not float through this life and just go to the cross and go back home. No, he experienced real life. He was sinless, but he experienced real life in a sinful world. He experienced pain on the cross. He experienced what you and I experienced. 
experience. And he had to do that because he had to be our sacrifice. In the Old Testament, there were a lot of animals sacrificed. When you think about the the tabernacle and the temple and all those animals brought and sacrificed all those years and they kept having to sacrifice them because the sins were never forgiven. It was just a type. It was just an animal. It couldn't cover our sins. And so Jesus, God himself, shows up like us so that he could be a like sacrifice because that was the only one that would work. And it's more than that because that's a beautiful thing and we remembered that uh, around the table, what he did for us. But, but as much as our words reveal who we are, that what we say reveals what's going on in our heart, Jesus is the word and when Jesus came in the flesh, he revealed the heart of the Father. He revealed who God was. See, God had shown up in different ways and talked to his people, talked to everybody in different ways. He had prophets, there were dreams, there were visions, angels came and spoke the word of the Lord. God even one time used a donkey. But this time, God says, I'm going to show up myself. God in the flesh, I'm going to come. And show them who I am. John 14, 9 says, He that has seen me hath seen the Father. God's saying, I want to show you who I am. And so Jesus shows up and he shows us the heart of the Father. He tells stories of a shepherd that would leave 99 to go after one. That's the heart of God. He tells stories of a good father giving his children good gifts. He tells the story of a father of a prodigal son with arms open wide saying, son, daughter, come home. He shows us who God is through his power, through his authority, through the signs and wonders. He shows the heart of God through the compassion he had when he saw somebody going through a difficult time. He taught us by what he said and did who God is because he was God. He had shown up in the flesh and he said, You want to know who I am? This is who I am. So we have God Almighty showing us who He is and now living inside of us. And so that leads us to the third thing that we learn from this passage of Scripture is that the Word is Creator and Recreator. The Word is Creator and Recreator. Let me explain what I mean by that. In verse 3, it says, Through him all things were made. Without him nothing that that was made had been made. So you see this connection between the Gospel of John chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 1 in the beginning. In the beginning, God created. And in John, he says, no, Jesus is the creator. He is God the creator, that nothing would exist apart from Jesus. So he's not a creature. He's not part of creation. He is the creator, but he's not just the creator. He's the recreator. So what do we mean by that? Well, we jump to verse 12. It says, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent nor of human decision, of a husband's will, but born of God. And this is linking, a couple chapters later, to John chapter 3, 
that Jesus is going to do a new work inside of us, and not that we're just born, but that we're to be born again. That he is going to do something new inside of us. Not only did he create everything, now he recreates his creation. He makes us new. Where he tells Nicodemus, you must be born again. And we find the beautiful verse, John 3.16, for God so loved the world, right there when he says, no, I'm going to make all things new, that he is going to make you new. You're going to be born again, and you are born into a new family, which was read by Carrie in Ephesians, that we are predestined to belong to God, to be a part of his family, and now we are together as a church. We are part of his family's brothers and sisters in Christ. And some of us come from very mixed up families in this world, but you belong to a different family. You have a different father who is good, who is loving. You have brothers and sisters in Christ. Hey, we're not perfect, but we have a new identity in Christ. And he makes us new, and he's doing a new work. Our identity is as a son or daughter of God, that we belong to him, that we belong to each other that we are there for each other. He makes everything new. He makes everything new. And if everything, every, you are included in everything. He makes you new as well. And so what we need to do is we need to let Jesus come in and renew us and restore us and revive us. We need to allow Jesus to be at work inside of us because he is God and there's nothing too hard for him. And so whatever you need, say, God, I want you to create that in me. I love what David said in in the Psalms, Psalm 5110, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. You can pray any prayer because Jesus is with you and he says, "Just, just ask me. I make all things new. I'm I'm creating, I'm recreating things inside of you. Jesus is the Word. He is God, revealed in the flesh. And we're called to pursue the one who pursued you first. The one who came in the flesh. God who came in the flesh. We're to pursue Him. And I I want to say like Paul, I want to know Christ. And and so I just want to say this on um, on the first Sunday of a new year. And I'll say this to our church and I hope we all just embrace this, is that, look, I don't want to do life without God anymore. I don't want to do life on my own anymore. I want to know him. I want us to pursue his presence. I don't want to be a pastor. I want to be a son. I want to belong to him. I want to know him. And I think when we begin to strip away all of those things and say, God, I just want to know you. I just want to be with you. I just want to be your son. I just want to be your daughter. And we just come and we refuse to do life without God. Listen to me. Life with God is easy. It is. I know our lives are hard. I talk to you. I see our prayer requests. I know life is hard. But look what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. When I'm with God, and I'm yoked with him, 
I want to be yoked with him. That that picture of, of two cattle yoked together, plowing the field. I want to be yoked with him. Because if I try to do this on my own, it's too hard. It's way too hard. But I'm yoked to the one who is God Almighty. Who knows no boundaries, knows no end, there's no limit to his power. That's who I want to be yoked with. I don't want to do this by myself. I, want, I don't want to try to go in my own direction. I, I want to follow God with this. And, and the great thing about being yoked with God is he's not this harsh king. Jesus showed us who God is, that he was a loving father, all-powerful, but gentle and kind, who loved his children. And I want him to shape my life this year. I want to be close to him this year. I want to be yoked with him this year. I want my words to be in tune with the word. So that I do say things like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There is nothing impossible for my God. That I wouldn't speak cursing, but blessing. I wouldn't tear down, but I would build up. I want my words to reflect the word. I'm going to give you a prayer. And if you didn't write anything down today, please write this down. It will be on the screen. This is our prayer for a new year. Ask God this. God, what do you want to create in or through me this year? God, what do you want to create in or through me this year? This is an important question. In 2020, our world could go out of control. In the first few days, it seems like it's already happening. And we haven't even gone to an election yet. So it's already out of control. And our world needs the light and the peace of God. There is something that God wants to do in you that only you can do in this world. In your surrounding with the people that you come in contact with. And so I want my words to reflect the word. That my light is his light. That my peace is his peace. That wherever I go, I'm bringing the word with me. And so God wants to create something in you so that he can work through you this year. God needs you. I know it's funny to say, isn't it? But he, that's his plan. That's how he works. He, he says, you're my children. And I don't know about you, but children resemble their parents in what they say. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad. But they resemble their parents in what they say. And so I want us to resemble God. I want our words to match the word because God wants to do a new thing in your life this year. And so that's the prayer. God, what do you want to create in or through me this year? Would you bow your heads and your hearts with me this morning? I want us to reflect on the word of God. We're going to continue to worship the Lord here in just a moment. But as you're seated in this quiet moment before the Lord, you can just begin to ask, God, what do you want to create in or through me this year? Listen, you belong to God. You don't belong to this world. You don't even belong to yourself. You belong to God. It's time that your words start matching the word. The words you say in your relationship, at work, at school, 
the words you tell yourself. And so our words better come from the word. And God wants to do something in you. He wants to create something in you. And so, I don't know about you, but I just, I'm done trying to do this on my own. Life is way too hard. It's time to yield and just say, God, it's, it's your way. It's your way. Create something new inside of us, Lord, as we wait on you and worship you today.